This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is A Daunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today we are going to talk about the big news that came down this week, and this was the Supreme Court decision in the case called Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission. So this was something that came down on Monday of this week. So if you're listening to this on time, it came down on Monday. It was kind of a surprise decision. No one knew that it was exactly going to be coming out on that date. Uh, There's a lot of things that are on the Supreme Court docket right now, but that was just something that uh, we weren't assuming was going to come out then. So a little bit of a surprise. And to be honest, for me personally, I've been thinking about this case in particular uh, really since it was going to be coming to the Supreme Court. Uh, I knew in 2016 that there was uh, a thought that this would come to the Supreme Court, but um, it was announced in 2017 that it, the Supreme Court would hear it during the 2017 term. Um, and the thing is, is I felt like this was going to be a big deal. I know a lot of people, some of them very intimately and personally that work in the wedding industry as vendors. And so it's like, you know, how is this going to affect them directly? Was it going to be a wide enough decision? What was it uh, going to be? And here's the thing is the, the whole attitude the entire time was that this was probably not going to break the way of the religious baker in Colorado. I mean, we've heard of several different stories around the United States of different bakers and different vendors that have basically been run out of business by people that were trying to make an example out of them for expressing their religious beliefs. And and let's be honest, this, these are Christian beliefs. No one's going into a Muslim bakery and asking them to make a gay wedding cake. You know, it's only these Christian bakers and things like that. But the thing is, is the Supreme Court came back and surprisingly, definitely to me and to a lot of people, voted seven to two in favor of Masterpiece, uh, Masterpiece rather, Cake Shop in Colorado. And um, this was such a, a, a big a big deal. It seemed like I remember thinking to myself, I was so surprised and, and so uh, happy that it broke this way. Um, and it really felt like a, a big time win for religious liberty and expression in the United States. But, but was it really? And, and the more I kind of dug in, I, I kind of had to reconcile that question and figure it out. But before we go there, I want to just have us back up and take a look at the background of this case. Cause I don't want to assume that any of you know, you know, all the different details. So I want to just basically give you a rundown here. So essentially in 2012, there was a gay couple. This was Charlie Craig and David Mullins. And these people planned on getting married in the state of Massachusetts because it was legal in 2012 to do so. But they were going to come back to their uh, home state of residence, which was in Colorado. And so what they wanted to do when they got back to Colorado is they wanted to basically do a celebration with their loved ones of the fact that they got married. And so at the time in Colorado, gay marriage was not legal. Okay. So, uh, the state of Colorado actually decided to allow gay marriage in 2014. And then the infamous Oberfeld uh, versus Hodges Supreme court decision in 2015 mandated that gay marriage become legal. It's infamous because the Supreme court is not supposed to make law. It's only supposed to affirm what the constitutionality of a particular law is, but they basically made a law out of thin air, but that's not what today's podcast is about, but this gay couple, 
people, uh, they went to the Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado. This was in July of 2012. And they went there to order a custom wedding cake for their celebration whenever they got home to celebrate with all their friends and family. The shop owner is a guy named Jack Phillips, and he actually declined to make them a custom wedding cake because for him, as a Christian, he felt that doing so was would violate his Christian beliefs. So basically what uh, Phillips offered to do was to sell them anything else in the store, including a blank cake. They, they could buy anything else in the store, but he would just not lend his God-given skills and talents to a ceremony that was celebrating something that he considered sinful. So obviously it seems like a fairly reasonable thing for him to do. Um, but there's a lost detail here that whenever I've heard different people describe this story on, on both sides of the issue, it seems like this detail gets lost in this. But another bakery in that town made this couple a cake for their ceremony. Like they, they were able to find another cake shop. That's always kind of the argument here is whenever it's, you know, a, a, a cake baker or some sort of other vendor, it's, there's not only one in these towns. Like there, there's clearly other people that can make these cakes, but it's just never good enough for these people. They have to make an example of them, and especially making an example of a Christian baker is, is it something that they can definitely go for. So basically what this couple did as they filed a complaint with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and it was under the state's public accommodations law. So this was their anti-discrimination act, which basically doesn't allow for public businesses like this cake shop to discriminate against their customers on the basis of race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. So uh, the complaint, though, morphed into a lawsuit, which you know a lot of these things do, especially whenever they start uh, getting outside sources and funds and interests and things like that. So it, it morphed into a lawsuit, Craig versus Master piece cake shop and the judge actually ruled in favor of Craig which was going to force masterpiece cake shop to provide cakes for same-sex marriages and and this is pretty amazing this this is a quote from the decision this was something else that the decision handed down and it was this quote change its company's policies provide comprehensive staff training regarding public accommodations discrimination and provide quarterly reports for the next two years regarding steps it has taken to come into compliance and whether it has turned away any prospective customers, unquote. Pretty amazing. Marxist stuff going on right there. No big deal. Moving on. But basically, Masterpiece Cake Shop, they refused to comply with Colorado's orders. They refused to comply with the state's orders. And so basically what they did is they they removed themselves entirely from the wedding cake business. So they weren't doing custom wedding cakes, which if you know anything about these bakeries and how expensive these custom cakes can be, that is a huge source of revenue. Right. And so this severely damaged their business and it almost cost them their business entirely. So uh, what happened was, is the the cake shop, they appealed the decision Um, in the appeal. The ACLU represented Craig and Mullins because, of course, they did. And the appellate court also ruled in favor of the plaintiffs. So nothing changed. Uh, The Colorado Supreme Court refused to hear the appeal of the case because, of course, they did. Um, In 2016, though, Masterpiece Cake Shop petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court for review of the following question. So this was the question, quote, whether applying Colorado's public accommodations law to compel Phillips to create expression that violates his sincerely held religious beliefs about marriage violates the free speech or free exercise clauses of the First Amendment. So this is really, really important. So I'm going to go ahead and read it again because this was basically what the Supreme Court was trying to deal with. Quote, whether applying Colorado's public accommodations law to compel Phillips to create expression that violates his sincerely held religious beliefs about marriage 
violates the free speech or free exercise clauses of the First Amendment, unquote. So basically, uh, that's what they petitioned. And if you petition the Supreme Court, obviously, that doesn't mean they have to hear the case. But the court actually agreed to hear the case during the 2017 term. And the oral arguments were heard on December 5th of 2017. So, as we said earlier, the decision came down and it was 7-2 to two in favor of Masterpiece Cake Shop. So, they overturned the previous decisions. And so, the judges that voted in favor were uh, Chief Justice John Roberts and then also Anthony Kennedy, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, and Neil Gorsuch, who's the newest member of the Supreme Court. And uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote the majority opinion. And the only dissenting uh, opinions and votes were from Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor, because of course they did. That was incredibly predictable that they were going to vote that way. But again, this was still a, a fairly surprising decision. And so immediately after they, they got done with this, the, the people that are on the right and the people that are on the left, they immediately went to their sides and basically expressed their or their disappointment. So in terms of uh, what people on the right said, I'll, I'll kind of go to a little bit of what was said on Twitter. So yeah, Donald Trump, all he said was big Supreme Court ruling for Baker just out. Like that's pretty much all he was doing is basically like pointing his big fat finger and being like, yeah, look over there. So being Trump, uh, Ted Cruz. So uh, Texas Senator, he said this today's Supreme Court decision upholding a Colorado Baker's constitutional right to live according to his faith is a major victory for religious liberty. The fact that the decision was set Seven to two, not a narrow five to four, underscores that government should never discriminate against religious faith. So that was what Ted Cruz said. And, and again, what a lot of people thought it was going to be is, you know, they thought this was going to be a five to four decision. And a lot of people were predicting it that it was going to be five to four uphold, upholding basically what the uh, appellate uh, courts had decided. So Dave Rubin, so if you know anything about him, he's got like a YouTube talk show, but this was a guy that used to be a, a liberal. Uh, he's an openly gay guy, but now he considers himself uh, more so on the right. He's he's part of the intellectual dark web, considers himself a classical liberal. Anyway, basically this is what he said on Twitter, quote, a win for personal freedom. The government shouldn't be able to tell private citizen business what services they provide, unquote. And then Oklahoma Senator James Lankford, who is my senator, he said this, quote, the Masterpiece Cake Shop Supreme Court of the United States decision affirms that the free exercise of religion is more than freedom of worship. It's the right to live a faith. In a free society, we can disagree on marriage, honor dignity of all persons, and respect diverse views. Unquote. So that's basically some of the people on the right. We got a lot of the same thing. So we had pastors tweeting. We had different uh, people, uh, you know, in politics, making sure that they tweeted so that they can go back and take a look at that. So that was all pretty predictable. And then we still had some of the fairly predictable outrage on the political left. So let's look at that. So uh, the execrable Nancy Pelosi, who is still somehow alive and still kicking in the United States House. She is obviously the House Minority Leader. This is what she had to say. Quote, the right to be free from persecution and discrimination because of who they are or whom they love is the most fundamental right of every American. The Supreme Court's Masterpiece Cake Shop decision fails to uphold equality. Then we have Kirsten Gillibrand. She is an up-and-coming Democrat who is probably looking to make a move in 2020 against Trump, probably to run against him. She said this, quote, Harmful and disappointing ruling from the Supreme Court this morning. Companies shouldn't discriminate against members of our community because of who they love and who they are, period, unquote. But then kind of one of the most ridiculous things that I saw out there, and he's not really taking enough heat for this. 
And this is Seth MacFarlane. So obviously the creator of the once funny show Family Guy and some other movies that did absolutely terrible. Um, he came out and he he didn't just do a tweet because apparently he couldn't get all that he needed in in the 280 characters. So he typed up a little note on his phone and he shared this. Um, so let's go ahead and share it here. Quote. Here's one of the many problems with Monday's myopic Supreme Court ruling on religious freedom. It's a shorter walk than we think, particularly today, from I won't bake them a cake because they're gay to I won't seat them here because he's black. Those who balk at the comparison may wish to remind themselves that religion was deployed to justify far worse treatment not so very long ago. Freedom of and freedom from religion is a fundamental right that must never be impinged. However, only a fool would ignore the reality that religion can be and often has been used to absolve any number of unjust enterprises. As the saying goes, your right to swing your fist ends where my nose begins. And in this case, the nose is a penis. So I don't know if that last thing at the end was supposed to be funny, but it obviously didn't ring as funny. But it's really, really absurd behavior for him to basically compare the fact that black people were treated differently. He's obviously making reference to Jim Crow laws and different things like that, um, comparing that to what this religious baker is doing. And obviously, Seth McFarlane, he's a fairly outspoken atheist. So this is really not the least bit surprising at all that we would hear something like that from a guy like him. But even the Associated Press was was kind of talking about uh, different things. And of course, they're just supposed to be neutral news. But in the era of modern news, we, we can never assume news is neutral. But I, I found this to be really, really shocking when I first saw this. So um, when I was first looking at the fact that the decision had been handed down, I get, you know, uh, updates from breaking news and the Associated Press and Fox News and, and different things and, and a lot of people on Twitter. But this was the headline that the Associated Press ran. Quote, breaking. Supreme Court rules narrowly for Colorado Baker who wouldn't make same-sex wedding cake, unquote. And, and I'm thinking to myself, narrowly, you're thinking five to four because that's as narrow as it could possibly get with a Supreme Court ruling. But seven to two is not narrow. Like, you don't get a whole lot of decisions with a court that's fairly evenly split with liberals and conservatives. You don't get seven to two on just about anything. But I'm going to give the AP the benefit of the doubt, not just call them straight up, you know, hashtag fake news at this point, because I think the word narrowly was used here, not necessarily to describe the difference in votes of seven to two, which is obviously not narrow, but they did that in order to describe what this decision actually meant for religious liberty. So let's get into what it really means for religious liberty. And upon further reflection and also doing a little bit more research, I don't know that this reaches as far as we all wish that it would and hope that it would. So basically the skinny is, is that the Supreme Court didn't touch on really the core First Amendment issue that was at hand. And that was whether there is a religious exemption for artists, you know, in general, in a general sense, under the clause that protects free exercise, right? So it it was a large majority decision, but it was fairly narrow in its scope. It, It was not a broad decision. Now, now I remember my, my initial reaction was, this is so big for religious freedom. I I thought we were, you know, going off the deep end and going to fall off the edge of the cliff, but you know, maybe we're going to, we're going to write the ship and Christendom isn't going to be completely out of, of the public square. But you know, I, I don't know that this really changes a lot. 
because it doesn't cover a, a multitude of service providers. So let's look at other wedding vendors. So so let's look at caterers and people that rent out tables and chairs and photographers and DJs and different things like that. These individuals can't necessarily use this ruling, this Supreme Court ruling in their case as their basis to stick by their religious guns. So, so if a DJ says, Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to be able to give my services as a DJ to you guys because it affects my religious beliefs of any kind. That's this case really can't be used as kind of a jurisprudence for future cases. And so, uh, it's just very, very narrow this case really doesn't even define that religious people can act religiously in their businesses. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that came from this case was not what it decided, but what it actually didn't decide. Like it really didn't look at religious people and say, yes, you can act religiously within your business. And basically they ruled that the the Colorado Civil Rights Commission acted rudely and unfairly to the Masterpiece Cake Shop owner, Phillips. You know, he's a religious guy. And they said that the Civil Rights Commission just acted mean to them. They were rude. So Justice Kennedy, who wrote the majority opinion, he specifically cited, uh, and you can read the decision online. I'm actually going to provide the link for you here in a bit, but he cited the fact that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission acted with hostility as kind of the main reason why they overturned the case. Right. And that's kind of ridiculous. Like you're, you're telling me that the Supreme Court had to make a decision on somebody being mean and rude to somebody else. Like, is that really everything that was decided? It was just a little bit weird. It just really kind of rang, just it kind of ringed hollow to me, I guess. And so basically what they decided in this case was not that, you know, a religious person could act religiously and do things within their religious freedoms and express themselves in that way. But it was that basically you can't be mean to religious people that are expressing their religious beliefs. Which I guess that's nice. I mean, it's just like, all right, I guess I'm, the, the Supreme Court's got, you know, uh, a stake in the fact that someone might be mean to me at some point for saying that I love Jesus or that I think homosexuality is a sin. But uh, again, it just didn't go that far. So I can say it's a little bit of a buzzkill. In my initial level of excitement, you know, coupled with the amount of it, you know, the level of anxiety that I, I carried about this and just wondering about where we're going as a culture and thinking how we as an undaunted life could really help men as we go into this new era of culture. But the thing that it really means for us guys is that the culture war rages on. That's essentially what this means is that there is going to be a continued war against religion and that's going to rage on but but again let's be real here the wars against christianity that's the war that's raging on like no one's picking on buddhists that own businesses or sikhs or you know militant atheists which is kind of like its own religion veganism which is kind of like its own religion no one's picking on these types of people this is exclusively christians and I want to bring this point up again that, that I brought up earlier, this example, but you don't really hear stories about people going to Muslim bakeries and asking them to, to do things that are directly against their religion. Like, hey, can you uh, bake me a cake and sprinkle bacon on top of it? Like, that would be incredibly rude and insensitive. But at the same time, like, you would never hear of someone doing something like that. Like, uh, like that just wouldn't happen. And, and here's the other thing, uh, the, the political left has this weird affinity for, you know, radical fundamentalist Islam that they don't share for even conservative Christianity. It's just very interesting. And it's something that I want y'all to really, really start to notice if you haven't started taking notice of that already.
I mean, it, it's such a weird thing that, that people that align with the political left, they, they claim to be all about science and, and women's rights and LGBT rights and, and these different things. But they, they side with, you know, an ideology and a theology that basically allows for the murder of gay people. There's still countries in the world that will murder you. They will execute you if you're gay. They, they won't allow women to do anything. I mean, I think I heard just this week, wasn't it, that uh, Saudi Arabia or somewhere like was just now allowing women to have the right to drive? I mean, it's for goodness sakes, it is 2018. And so, you know, everyone's talking about progress and where we're going uh, as a country and where we're going as a world. And we still have stuff like that happen. And so I, I just want you to make sure that this is something that that you are all considering and thinking about. Because th- this is the world that, that we live in. And, and we have to make sure that we can operate in this type of a world, you see? And the thing is, is here, here's some things that we know about our country. It's a capitalistic country, at least for now. And it's kind of ruled by free markets. And in just about every discourse, capitalism and free markets will basically take care of things that are outside the pale of culture. And so, so what do I mean by that? So, so basically if you have, uh, two, uh, flower shops or florists, so you have two florists, they're on opposite sides of the street. One says, I refuse to serve black people, right? In my opinion, I think they have the right to do that. Now, now don't misunderstand me. Don't misquote me. Follow me along here. They have the right to say something like that. And I have the right to walk my happy little tail across the street and support the other florist with my patronage, right? And that's exactly what I would do. And I would encourage every single one of my friends to do the exact same thing because it's a free market, free country, and it's capitalist. So let's say they, they provide the same types of flowers, the same price, the same level of service, except one is not even mildly, but completely blatantly racist. Do you realize how fast a company like that would go out of business in 2018? It wouldn't take a riot. It wouldn't take someone throwing a Molotov cocktail through the front window. Like you would just put it out there on Twitter. This is what these people actually believe. I mean, I think the same thing happens like when we when we talk about silencing speakers on college campuses and I say things like this and people like lose their minds. But I'm like, if a guy representing the KKK wants to come and speak at my alma mater, right, like the grand wizard, the grand dork of the KKK decides he wants to come in and spew his garbage. I want to make sure he does that. And I want to make sure he has a, a big microphone and loudspeakers because I want to make sure everybody can hear his ignorant, stupid, small-minded garbage loudly and clearly so that we can judge him in a public forum. I would think that the same thing should be afforded to someone of the new Black Panther Party or the, the American Communist Party or someone who is a socialist or a Marxist or any of these types of things that could be potentially damning uh, or damaging ideologies that can be spread. I think that's important for us to hear that. But guys, I want you to be paying attention to what's going to happen here because religious liberty and the fight for that did not end on Monday, right? There's so many different rights as Americans that are that are starting to be infringed upon. And the easiest target, the lowest hanging fruit is Christians. And a lot of that is because we won't fight back. But I will encourage you and remind you that when Jesus said to turn the other cheek, he was talking about somebody actually just basically saying something mean to you. He wasn't actually talking about taking a punch. Okay. 
He, he wouldn't, wouldn't have offered up his other cheek if somebody struck him. We can't say that we're that far away from that type of persecution in this country. The persecution that's happening in the United States, and you've heard me say it before, doesn't even compare. It doesn't even register to what people are experiencing in North Korea, in China, in parts of sub-Saharan Africa where Boko Haram has a lot of influence. It's not even comparable. But with the militancy of people that happen to be on the political left and how the the neo-Marxist regimes that are kind of popping up, this isn't that crazy of a thought. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat while I'm saying all this. But this is just another case that we all need to be aware of and another thing that we need to continue to pay attention to because it didn't end on Monday, guys. Saying it again, it just didn't end on Monday. This is going to come up again. It's not going to be a baker the next time and they're not going to be in Colorado, but it's going to be, you know, some vendor somewhere. And it's going to be one of those decisions that goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And depending upon how the court is, you know, set up at that time, it's either going to be good for religious people or it's not. So we got to keep our wits about us. All right. So guys, before I let you go, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know, by now we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And we specifically do that by providing content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. And today we're going to focus on mental resilience. And so what I want to do for you is I'm going to provide you a link to the official Supreme Court decision and the opinions for this case. Okay. So it's about a 60, 70 page document and it's all out there on PDF. You just basically go to the link and you can look at it. And guys, if you haven't read uh, judicial documents or court documents or opinions before, it's going to be a little bit funny. It's going to be, it's a little bit, you know, legalese, that type of thing. It's fine, but it's, it's interesting. It's something that you need to read. You need to hear how these justices are thinking and log that in your brain for future decisions. And I specifically want to point you to Justice Clarence Thomas, who is a conservative justice on the Supreme Court, starting on page 38 of the PDF link that I'm going to include in the notes here. That's the start of his concurring opinion. And so he did a concurring opinion with Justice Gorsuch. And so that is something that I think you all should read. I think it'd be a good benefit for you. Okay. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to this podcast. And please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen. And please share this on social media. If you use the hashtag Undaunted Life, we'll be sure to find it and give it a thumbs up. Guys, if we deserve a five-star review, that's how this podcast will continue to grow. So please leave us one. We would really appreciate I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the remainder of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. So if you'd like for me to come to speak to your church, to your men's retreat, to your Sunday school, to your team, to your company, please hit me up at info at undaunted.life. Again, that's info at undaunted.life. Our website is www.undaunted.life and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Undaunted Life or on Facebook.com backslash Undaunted Life. You can check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music library for our content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember. Keep cultivating manly resilience. Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah.